You're listening to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders, Bill Harmon and Heather Lavalle, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Welcome back to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast. Here today, again, with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Bill Harmon. And Bill, I'm so excited today. We have somebody on the show who is just so much more famous than us in social media. <laughs> well, that we've talked about this before. That's kind of a low bar, but we're excited to have someone that is beyond that and just extremely popular and really excited to be here and talk about something that's going to be on everyone's mind pretty soon as we enter open enrollment season. We recently had guests on from Ebri where we talked about some interesting trends and insights to be thinking about. And really, we talked about how complex the landscape is when you get into open enrollment and all the different decisions that employees have to make during that time. And so here today, talk about some benefit spend from the advisor lens is Jeannie Fisher, also known as the 401k lady. Jeannie's a CFP, CPFA, and managing director at Strategic Retirement Partners, where she's built a successful practice serving as an investment advisor representative and financial consultant for families and businesses. Welcome, Jeannie, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Heather. So Jeannie, I get the uh, pleasure of asking the first question. And, and before we dive into the benefit spend and open enrollment season that's upon us, I, I wanted to talk to you a bit about your social media presence. You've done such an amazing job establishing a brand for yourself as the 401k lady. How have you used LinkedIn and other social media platforms? Like how have they really shaped that in, in terms of your career? And, and it really seems like you've cracked the code in terms of helping people understand often a complex nature of our industry. So love to get your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I joke that it's a labor of love uh, because it does take time, but it has been, it's been such a blessing. And typically when I'm asked this question, I'm asked about the business development side, you know, like, are you getting clients from it? And, and, and there's all sorts of information I could pro- provide on that end. But for me, probably the coolest part is just the interpersonal relationships I have with others in the industry. Before social media, I couldn't just banter with the president of the American Retirement Association. You know, I couldn't put a snide comment on on an elite advisor out in Colorado. So uh, it's really broken down just the industry barriers for us to network and bounce off each other. And that's probably been one of the coolest parts. You know, and I, I will echo, it's an incredible audience that you've built up and you've got quite a reach, Jeannie. And what we love is that you've really taken, like Heather said, these complex topics and then you break them down into digestible content. And so here's hoping some of the things that we talk about today will help us spread the word out to all of our listeners. So let's talk about open enrollment season, which really just, it's right around the corner. And it's no surprise that as a result of the pandemic, many Americans are now really rethinking and reevaluating potentially these untapped benefits that are offered by their employer. In fact, FOIA research found that more than two thirds of American workers intend to spend more time reviewing their voluntary benefits ahead of open enrollment season this year and more than half plan on making changes to their elections. Are you finding that your clients tapped into these newly engaged employees and what kind of questions and concerns do they have for you as an advisor that you really weren't hearing a few years ago? Mm -hmm. I think we can see that on the ground. I mean, two thirds sounds amazing, but you can absolutely see that everybody is more engaged. And of course it's, you know, fallout from COVID, but I also think it's a shift in demographics. I think we're starting to see a real influence of the millennial generation. 
a generation that maybe wasn't as impacted as, you know, Great Depression grandparents, but we've seen a one-two punch with the Great Recession and now COVID. So uh, we see for sure distinct engagement, more so than we ever have before. We see employers recognizing that they're engaged. But what we're finding is employers haven't really figured out how to address it, what to talk about, when to talk about, and how to talk about it. But they know they need to start. Jeannie, I'm going to project on you a little bit here. And so redirect me if I, if I get a bit off track. But you know, it seems like at this moment in time when, we, when we, many are starting to think about reentering the office and, and uh, we might open the doors to some new ideas and new ways of thinking in terms of how you might approach your role guiding your clients through the enrollment process. What are some of the benefits you're prioritizing when it comes to discussions with your clients? So, you know, I kind of smile when you say return to the office. I think I'm going to say return to the proverbial office. (laughs) Uh, Quite a bit of our conversation is around um, meeting the employee where they are. And to me, the, the conversation of remote work is front and center for for all of our benefit, you know, HR professionals that we're typically speaking with. And it's from all directions. It's not only how are we going to service and retain our existing employees, should they be remote, but also how are we going to recruit new employees? How are we going to protect against people poaching our employees? So, you know, the whole idea of coming back to this proverbial office, it's, it's about designing a competitive benefits package. It's changing the perception of HR to just everyday operations to now you are a salesman and the product you have are your benefits. Uh, and how do we roll those out in, in this really tight, unusual labor market that we're not used to? You know, it, it is interesting. I mean, we've seen tight labor markets, but this one just feels so different. And so when you think about attracting and retaining quality employees in this new world, there's so many different things to think about, different facets, different levels. And so once you've had these discussions with your clients and you've made that sort of, uh, call it your open enrollment wish list, what are some of the strategies you employ to help maximize their benefit spend? And I'm sure eyes are, you know, often bigger than wallets and financial realities means that, you know, they've got to make some hard choices and prioritizing some offerings um, over others. How are you working together to get the best lineup for their specific employee population? So I see this as a two-part question. The first is, is how do we provide a benefit menu um, that speaks to our population? And you know, we, we always recommend you start with a survey, but mo- most HR professionals do, but they aren't asking the right questions. They aren't even aware of all of the benefit options out there to incorporate the questions into the survey. So you know, the first layer is educating yourself on what is all, and I'm talking about, you know, of course, health insurance and retirement and those things, but also paid time off, remote work, flexible schedules, student loan repayment programs, emergency savings accounts. There's this whole plethora of benefits. And if we don't survey with the appropriate questions, we won't get good data back. So to me, that, that's layer one. That's us trying to find the best one size fits most solution where I'm really challenging our HR professionals and plan sponsors to go is to even the next level. So Jeannie, outside of retirement plans, we know we've seen a lot of uh, interest in HSAs, student loans, emergency savings, and certainly COVID increased the need for, for frankly, all of the above. What are you hearing from your clients? Um, What are they really looking for? I think there's a general shift to the more immediate financial need. As much as we want to talk about retirement 30 years from now, that's oftentimes the third, fourth, fifth financial priority. 
So employers are saying, what can we do to help our employees today? And uh, it was student loans. Now it's increasingly more helping them establish an emergency savings account. And the way, in my opinion, the only way to maximize the ROI, to maximize the value of each benefit dollar spent is by letting each individual employee choose where they want it to go. Benefits have been this mass offering. You either opt in or opt out. But what if we reach that point where we say every employee is entitled to $10,000 worth of benefits, you decide where it matters most to you. And to me, that's the way you maximize benefit dollar. You know, it's interesting you say that because we, we really know that employees are paying more attention. And that, that was really the biggest thing is can, how do we drive engagement? And so now, now that we're seeing that that's happening, uh, we know that we have employers that are noticing the trend and hopefully getting some great guidance from someone like you on really how how to maximize it. I love how you put it, that ROI. You know, how do you help employers uh, seize this opportunity when employees are more engaged than usual to help them nudge them in the right direction? And is, is it about offering the right set of benefits? You talked about kind of this open marketplace. Is it about investing in more education maybe for the workforce? How do you help your clients make the most of this sort of once in a year interaction during open enrollment? So I think the key is being relevant which means we as advisors have to be incredibly flexible because relevance is going to change on your client. So it's, it's, it's the Olympics currently when we're recording this and I watch the Olympics on Hulu. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever done the interactive ad play where they ask you which ad you want to view. And the advertisers are doing that because they know if you're going to stay engaged during the advertisement, you need to watch something that is re relevant to you. So whether we be speaking to a plan sponsor or to an individual employee, we have the opportunity. They're engaged already. The only way we can keep that engagement is to be relevant to them. So we all tend to walk into meetings, whether it be with a sponsor or an employee with our own set agenda and what we want to talk about. And we need to change the conversation to what do you want to talk about? And then we can have a relevant conversation that keeps them engaged maybe addresses their first priority while we move on down the line to the other considerations. Jeannie, I, I got to say, I, I, um, I love the um, thinking about the surveys and asking the right questions and uh, having the right size for most. Like I've, I've, I've got just such great nuggets of things that, that I'm going to take away from our conversation. I have to ask you this, that when, when we think about what you have shared with us, we've talked about the importance of choice and how critical that is. And you talked about engagement. Um, we also understand that it can sometimes be a bit overwhelming for employees. So in a broadener lens a little bit as we close out the conversation, and while we, not all of us may be advising on plans, uh, most of us are going to be sitting in front of our own open enrollment choices soon as a participant. So what advice would you leave us with as we choose benefits for ourselves and our families? So this is where I would fall back onto my experience as a certified financial planner. And the first step in the process, which is often a step that nobody does, um, and that is the defining of your own priorities and goals uh, individually and with your partner. So the biggest mistake I see people make is they give zero thought to their own goals and they sit down with the menu of benefits and try to pick from it. You would be well served to not go into your benefit portal sit down with your partner and write out what is most important to you. Are you prioritizing your children's higher education over an early retirement? Or are you going to prioritize a much lower deductible over a higher premium? 
people have got to have that intentional thought process behind what they actually want before they sit down and start checking boxes. Well, another, another great nugget, Jeannie. So let me just see if I can, if I can do a quick recap of what you've shared with us today. First, we've talked about the importance of employers serving their employees um, and really across that broad spectrum of, of their, their population and their workforce, but really making sure they're asking the right question. Second, you talked about then the ability of designing a plan design that is going to hit needs for most. And you talked about personalization as making sure that the employees have the ability to make the right choice for them. And then I love this last push around making sure that as employees are sitting down and doing their own planning, that they're making their own priorities of goals. I think those are just some fantastic nuggets. I've got to say, Jeannie, this was absolutely fantastic. I love your passion and energy. I love the reference on the uh, Olympics, which I know we're all watching right now. So we cannot thank the 401k lady enough for joining us today. Jeannie, where can our listeners find you if they want to learn more? I would say find me on LinkedIn. (laughs) It's probably where I'm the most active, Jeannie Fisher. Or you can just do a Google of 401k lady. There's an entire YouTube channel. Great. That is fantastic. And I also want to say thank you so much, Jeannie. This was great dialogue, a lot for people to Think of it, once again, like I said earlier, you boiled it down to nice digestible topics for them to consider. So thank you. And I also want to thank our listeners for turning into today's episode. And as always, if you want to keep hearing more, remember to go to our show page and hit subscribe to be notified on each new episode. Thank you all so much for coming along on our journey today. Stay well. This information is provided by Voyer for your education only. Neither Voyer nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.